Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rambling Rev. My name is Scott Dalen. I am The Rambling Rev, and I am an ELCA pastor in Southwest Iowa. I present these episodes every week for a couple of different reasons, the first of which is to take my brain out of the mode of background work over the course of the week and move into the process of preparing the sermon that I will preach to my congregation for the weekend. That is the first reason I do these, and the second is just to allow you, the listener, who have graciously given of your time, come by and listen to me ramble for a certain amount of time to gain some different insight into the assigned text for the week. So that is why I do these even now here in the midst of things being shut down out of concerns for the coronavirus here in our part of the country. This particular Sunday, March 29th, 2020, the fifth Sunday of the season of Lent, we are quickly zipping through the season of Lent here, even though we have been separated at least in my area for the last couple of weeks. And we are moving quickly towards Holy Week and on towards Easter and all of that fun, fun times. It is strange this year to be sure. Uh, We are in kind of unprecedented times with all of this happening, or at least in our recent memory. And yet here we are. And so with that, the assigned text this week, uh, I'm gonna hint at the gospel, even though I'm not actually gonna be speaking about it. The gospel comes out of John chapter 11, verses one through 45, another nice, long, healthy, very, very lengthy gospel lesson. This is the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. If you are not familiar with the story, it is a great one. I invite you to read it. There is a ton going on there. I may end up referencing it in the sermon. We'll have to see how things come out, but that is not actually the focal point of my sermon. That being said, One quick note about it that I think is important for us to remember in the midst of difficult, emotional, strange, no rules, no rule book type time that we are in right now. There's a part of that particular story, I do not know off the top of my head what verse it is, but Jesus goes to the tomb where his friend Lazarus is buried. And when he comes face to face with the burial point of Lazarus, emotion overtakes him and we hear Jesus wept. This is a good reminder for us as we are facing these unprecedented times when we are feeling perhaps a swirl of emotions that are difficult to make sense of, that even God in the flesh wept in the face of things that are not right. And it's okay if we get emotional too. So I just wanted to share that quick snippet and then we'll actually shift back over into the text that I'm considering and preaching from. The other, or one of, I should say, one of the other assigned texts for this week comes out of Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. This is the story of Ezekiel's vision of the Valley of the Dry Bones. I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then we'll get into it. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, 
and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he had commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. All right, so that's the passage. So where are we in terms of history? Ezekiel comes from the Hebrew scriptures or what we sometimes call the Old Testament. Ezekiel was a priest and a prophet who was active in and around Jerusalem. He's actually thought to be some of the kind of highest ranking order of priests at that particular time, or I should say which time. It's about the time of the Babylonian conquest of the southern kingdom of Judah. Now, if you know your history, you know that Israel began as one kingdom roughly the year 1000 BCE, about a thousand years before Jesus under King Saul. Then he was followed up uh, by King David, who was then followed up by King Solomon. And then after Solomon, Solomon's son Rehoboam oversaw basically the division of the kingdom into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Northern kingdom of Israel was overtaken by the Assyrians in roughly the year 700-ish. BC 7800 my history's failing me at the moment but that went on and then later on about 80 years later after the Babylonian empire had really overtaken the Assyrians they came in and uh, overtook the southern kingdom of Judah Judah rebelled against them uh, many of the leaders were hauled off into exile including Ezekiel where and there was a puppet a puppet government that was installed then in Judah and that lasted for about 10 years give or take uh, and then that particular king also rebelled against them. The Babylonians came in and really destroyed the, the city of Jerusalem, also destroyed the first temple that had been constructed under Solomon. It was um, in many ways the ending of this, this kingdom or, well, I shouldn't say the ending because of course it all came back a few generations later, but at this moment, that's what's going on. Now, Ezekiel, again, to kind of speak to the history, he was also hauled off into exile into Babylon. It's thought that uh, the first portion of the book of Ezekiel was uh, recorded during the earliest days before the destruction of the temple by the Babylonians. But when we get to this particular point, by the time we get to chapter 37, what he's talking about has already happened. So keep that in mind as we consider this the, the imagery that is present within Ezekiel's vision, that he is, he is placed in this valley of dry bones. They're described as dry. They're described as separated. There's no flesh left on them. They're, they're not even connected to one another. So this is a place of the scat the ultimate scattering of death the people have been perhaps not destroyed that's maybe not the best way of saying it but they have been scattered utterly and the life of the people the life of the culture the life of the nation if we want to say that has been utterly scattered because of the captivity because of the exile that uh, they're no longer in the land they're no longer united as a as a people even if they still carry their 
their their Jewish or their Israelite culture among them wherever they are. So that's sort of the the setting of what's going on here, and and we can really pull that out if we consider the last portion of of this this reading when God tells Ezekiel, "I'm going to bring the people back. I'm going to restore." the lives of the people, restore the culture of the people and place them back upon their land. Now, again, this is happening roughly 10 years into a roughly 60 year period of exile and captivity before the Babylonian government or the Babylonian empire is overtaken by the Persian empire and King Darius allows them to go back again. I think it's Darius, don't quote me on that, but it's the Persian, uh, Cyrus, excuse me, not Darius, it's Cyrus. When Cyrus allows the Israelite people to go back and reestablish the city and to rebuild and to return again. It's about a 60 year period of this exile and we're only about 10 years into it. So this promise is made to the people that you will not be left in exile. I will not leave you in a place of death. I will not leave you scattered. I will not leave the lives of the people, not the individuals, but of the people, barren and dead. And that is, I think, a good word for us to consider as as we think about our present circumstances. Here in my congregation, we are separated physically. We are not together. We're experiencing social distancing, which is still going on and will probably for quite some time yet. And it's it continues to be a tough pill to swallow, even as we're now a week or two into it, at least here in my part of the country. Other places have been going on longer than that. But we're starting to perhaps get used to it, but we're never going to actually get used to it. We humans are social creatures. We are creatures that it's inherent that we need relationship. We need interaction. And so this time of separation is difficult. As a congregation, it's difficult to be separated from one another. As a pastor, for me, it's difficult to not be able to be with my people and to minister with them and to them. And and so this is difficult. And in many ways, this imagery of scattered death, scattered bones, scattered evidence of past life is pretty on the nose. And yet the promise of God is that this is not the end and that even, even death, even ultimate death, and I think that's why we have this image of the bones being dry and scattered, that there is no life, there is no connection in them, that even that is not too much for God. And God asks the question of Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel seemingly admits that he has no idea. Lord, you know. I don't know, but you know. And then we hear of basically prophesy that these things will happen, and then they do. And it's in the image. And, and I kind of love this, this imagery of the bones kind of being formed back together and then the sinews connecting them and then the flesh coming over them and then the skin covering them. And yet there is still no life until the breath comes in, the breath of God, the spirit of God, the wind blows. It's all the same word. I love this word. It's one of the few Hebrew words that really kind of connects and has stayed in my mind. And it's ruach. Ruach is all of those things, breath, wind, spirit, all of them are the same word. And it's the same word that we hear of the spirit of God hovered over the waters in the beginning. And think back to Genesis 2 and the, the, the second creation story. That's something that's very prominent in my mind, that God forms Adam, Adam, out of the mud. God forms this mud creature, but it's not until the spirit, the breath, the Ruach of God is breathed into this mud man that 
he then takes life and and life forms so so there's this 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 lifeless form then it, and it's only the spirit of god that actually brings life to it and also even building on that then think about eve the when god creates eve god takes a bone from adam and forms eve from the bone spirit of god is what then creates the spirit of life within all life if we think about that so as i think about all of this you know, all of this encompassing stuff, the, the imagery that's within this passage, as well as our current, our current state of things, I am just really thinking about the promise that, that God is making, that this is not the end, that, that you will be reestablished. Now, there's imagery within the passage from Ezekiel about bringing you out of your graves. And it's probably important to note that this is not necessarily, at least in the original, the original intention of it, probably not aimed so much at the idea of resurrection as, as we understand it, as we profess it within uh, the Christian faith. But it's really more so the idea that life will come into the people again. This is, this is sort of my understanding of the, 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 the Jewish understanding. I don't want to speak for them, but my understanding of it, the way I've, I've come to understand it, is that it's the ongoing people, the ongoing community, that the ongoing family that is so vital, at, at least at this point in, in their history, especially, that the promise that God is making is that you will not be left in a period of, you, the people, will not be left in a place of death and separation, that life will be restored to the people. Now, for us, there's also the promise of the resurrection. It's very apropos, especially if we consider uh, scripture that's partnered with this that I mentioned earlier in from John with the resurrection of Lazarus, that we remember that we have a God who is able to overcome death. And for us now, as we are separated, I think this is a good promise, that the reminder that we will be together again. We will come back together again. And perhaps, you know, I hope not, but perhaps some from our community will not be. And that is a sad reality. We, we, we don't know that. We hope that that is not the case, but it is possible. But that's always the possibility for us. Even when things are normal, we know that death is still a reality. And yet God has promised us that death is not the end and that life will continue and that life will remain. So that's really kind of a lot of what's happening in this passage, in, in this whole situation right now. I wanna thank you for taking the time to tune in and for uh, giving this a listen. If you happen to be listening on iTunes and you wanna drop in a rating and review, that would be great. That always kind of helps out in terms of placing this in front of the eyes of, of some other people and getting it out there. As always also, if you just happen to be listening this time, if you hit subscribe on whichever streamer you're on, uh, then you'll get it every week when it comes out, along with the audio of the sermons that I post over the weekend as well. Hope you're having a great week. I hope that you are hanging in there in terms of all this um, isolation and separation that's going on. Uh, know that God is with you. May God bless you, and we will catch you next time.